This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everyone. Hey, this is Greg. Today we're going to do something fun and exciting, I hope. I created the 12 Days of a Car Christmas and a good buddy of mine, John Nelson, a Porsche fan, he is taking on the singing duties, thankfully. So take a listen, and I will tell you why I picked each of these cars at the end of this wonderful song. On the first day of Christmas, my true lucky to me, a Datsun 240Z. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Two driver's gloves and a Datsun 240Z On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves and a Datsun 240Z On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four Audi Quattro's, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five times around the green. Four Audi Quattro's, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Six beamers beaming five times around the green. Four Audi Quattro's, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Seven Lotus, seven, six beamers beaming five times around the green. Four Audi Quattro, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eight shall be shifting, seven Lotus, seven, six beamers beaming, five times around Nürburgring. Four Audi Quattro, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Nine McLarens moving, eight Shelby shifting Seven Lotus, seven, six Beamers beaming, five times around Nürburgring Four Audi Quattro's, three Mercedes-Benz Two driver's gloves and a Datsun 240Z On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Ten Lambos leaping, nine McLarens moving, eight Shelby shifting, seven Lotus, seven, six Beamers beaming, five times around Nürburgring. Four Audi Quattro's, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Eleven panels pacing, ten Lambos leaping, nine McLarens moving, eight Shelby shifting, seven Lotus, seven, six Beamers beaming, five times around Nürburgring. Four Audi Quattro's, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Twelve Dinos darting, eleven panels pacing, ten Lambos leaping, nine Clarence moving, eight Shelby shifting, seven Lotus, seven, six Beamers beaming, five 
times around Nürburgring. Four Audi Quattro, shield, three Mercedes-Benz, two driver's gloves, and a Datsun 240Z. Wasn't that just lovely? So John did a fantastic job. Thanks, John. My gift to all of you is the fact that I did not sing. I have a horrible ear, which is interesting because I majored in music for a year. <laughs> so why did I pick these 12 different things? I can't say cars because they weren't all cars and they weren't specifically cars. Sometimes they were, you know, total brand of car. So I'll start with number 12 down to one. So 12 Dinos darting. Dinos are iconic and true Ferraris. They don't say Ferrari anywhere on the body because it was a car that was meant to be a new brand for Ferrari, named after his son who passed away, I think at the age of 26. So I've been told that if you actually look at the title of a Ferrari Dino, it does say Ferrari on it. So they are true Ferraris, but they should not have a Ferrari badge anywhere on the car. A lot of folks really want it to be known that it is a Ferrari and not have to explain it all the time. So typically you'll see it added to the back center of the rear deck lid. That's usually where you'll see it. And sometimes you'll see the prancing horses on the fender. I chose darting because this car is all lightweight aluminum body, has a full independent suspension and all around disc brakes. So it can really get around. So number 11, Panos Pacing. If you're not familiar with Panos, they're out of Brazelton, Georgia. This is kind of a deep cut. Originally, I have I had Pagani, which was a little too hard to sing. And I didn't have Porsche, which is shocking because I'm a big Porsche fan. I just think, you know, I feel like we've OD'd on Porsche recently in this podcast. So I go way back with Panos to ni- about 1992. I was a Nabisco sales rep in the Lawrenceville, Georgia area, and my territory went all the way out to Winder, Georgia. So if you know anything about geography out there, Brazelton, Georgia is not that far away. And I actually have a picture of me in one of their AIV Roadsters back in like 1992, 1993. I talked my way in there. I actually did a piece of art for the guys in the shop. I was able to take a tour of the factory with the Mustang Club of America. And that was really cool because it was before they launched any of their racing endeavors, before they bought Road Atlanta, before they bought, I think they bought Sebring. And they had the LMP race cars. When I was there, there was one of the prototype LMP race cars painted in the mystic paint job of like the 1993 Cobra Mustang. Kind of a purpley, kind of ugly color, but kind of cool because it changed depending on the light. It kind of went from purple to brown. So not the best, but it was still kind of cool. So I will post those on Instagram when I can find them because I took a bunch of pictures of the factory. The other thing that was kind of fun about Panos is they were giving away one of the AIV roasters through local Kroger stores. And like I said, I was a sales rep for Nabisco. And so I went to like seven different Kroger stores and I kept on filling out the forms. I probably did a hundred forms trying to win this thing. I obviously didn't win it. And it turns out a lady who was not a car enthusiast won it and she kept it parked outside, which killed me because these things really didn't have a top of any sort. It was a two-seater, kind of like AC Cobra. They're kind of ugly and had the cycle fenders on the front, but I absolutely love them. I think it was actually the first all-aluminum production car ever made. So 10 Lambos leaping. So this one I went a little bit deeper. What would these 10 Lambos be? So in chronological order, if I could pick 10 Lambos for my personal collection, I would start with the original 66 Lamborghini 350 GT. Then I would have a Lamborghini Mura SVJ Spider, which there were only, I think, two of those. Uh, The Lamborghini Frina. So this is kind of a four-door version of the Espada. I think the Espada is really cool in an ugly kind of way. A lot of windows, a lot of leather, a lot of weirdness going on in there. It's a four-seater, but they apparently had one or two prototype four-doors that were made. So that's kind of cool. And then I'm going to skip the Islero Jamara and Yaraco. Uh, then I'll go to the Lamborghini Countach. 
So I would have a white with red, which is the first supercar I've ever seen in person. It was like a 1984 Countach white with red interior or the classic red with gold wheels. You got to love that. I'm going to skip the silhouette as it's kind of, well, it's a precursor to the Joppa and it's a rarer car, but the Joppa I just thought was cooler. I actually stumbled across one of those when I was a little kid, a silver one, I'm sorry, a gold one in a guy's garage in Mandarin outside of Jacksonville. And he said it was... He would, had it for sale for $13,500, and this is like 1986 or so. And I thought, oh, my dad could buy that, because I thought he said $1,300. I didn't think he said $13,000. After the Joppa, uh, I would pick the Rambo Lambo LM002, which is, in my mind, one of the prettiest SUVs ever made. And then I would pick the Lamborghini Diablo VT Roadster, the Aventador LP 724 50th Anniversario. Then I would pick the Huracan LP 644 Performante Spider. And then the last one I would pick would be the Lamborghini Sion. comes out in 2020, which is their first hybrid. Actually, really gorgeous online. So if you get a chance, check it out. That name actually means a flash of lightning. So that's interesting. Number nine was nine McLarens moving. Just love McLarens. I'm still waiting to see if Jay Leno buys a speed tail. Haven't seen that show up in his garage yet. And then eight Shelby shifting. So I love Mustangs and Shelby. So I picked eight Shelbys. That would be a 1964 Rack Companion 289 Cobra. A 1966 427 Semi-Competition AC Cobra. I think they only made about 25 of those that were SC cars. A 1965 Mustang Shelby GT350. It's actually my ideal car. Not the R model. The street car. Then I'd love to have one of the four 1966 Mustang Shelby GT350 convertibles. There was a yellow one down in Pensacola. A red one came up for sale like a year or two ago. I never saw that it actually sold. Only four of them were ever made. A 1967 GT500, which I think is the second nicest Shelby ever made. 1968 GT500 King of the Road convertible. 1970 GT500 convertible. Love the 70 with the extra Ram Air stripes and the spoiler underneath. They're technically 69 cars that didn't sell. They turned them into 70s. And the last one I'd want... Is the most iconic, probably. The GT40 Mark III road-going car. They only made seven of them that were street legal for the road. Seven Lotus 7s. That's pretty straightforward. Six Beamers Beaming. I didn't pick out six cars for this, but I would love to have a 2002, an M2, or an E34 M5. actually just saw one of those the other day. Five times about around the Nürburgrings. Pretty self-explanatory. Four Audi Quattros. Pretty straightforward. Three Mercedes Benz. And uh, that's just because of a rhyming thing. And then two driver's clubs instead of two turtle turtle doves. You have to have the driver's clubs. And then finally, a Datsun 240Z because I needed a car that actually ended in the letter Z. So that limited my options. I'm always a big fan of the originals. I could have picked the Nissan 370Z, but I love the first year of just about anything. So that's why I picked what I picked. For my next episode, I'm planning on reviewing movie cars in preparation for the Bullet Mustang that's coming up for sale at Meekum's Kissimmee Auction in January. So I hope to do a little bit of a review of movie cars, what they sold for, how much of an increase over the base car it was. This Bullet car is expected to bring $3.5 million. I was guessing like $5.5 million, uh, but everything's kind of soft right now, so we will see. But it's pretty exciting that that car is actually coming up for sale. So until then... I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Happy New Year to everyone out there. I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.